0: Welcome to the New Beginning Fellowship Church Sermon Podcast. We are glad you're listening to the teaching of the Word of the Lord. We pray that this message encourages you and builds your faith. We also pray that this message is only supplemental to your spiritual growth instead of being a replacement for daily personal Bible study, the pastor you should be submitted to, or the church God would have you to be an active member of. If you live within driving distance of Broadbridge, Louisiana, We hope that you would come to visit us during one of our services on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Service times, ministry information, and giving options are all located on our website at newbeginningfc.com or on our Facebook page at New Beginning Fellowship Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. (laughs) Praise God. Psalms 103, and we're going to read this morning to verse 5. Psalm 103, 1 to 5. The psalmist David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about remembering the reasons for your praise. Amen. Remembering the reasons Your praise. Let's thank God this morning. Let's pray. God Almighty, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the truth of your word. And God, we thank you that you have inspired your servants to write songs of worship and praise and thanksgiving to God that instruct our hearts in prayer, in worship, and in faith. And we ask, Lord, that you would teach us to worship and to pray according to your word. Teach us, God, to subdue our hearts this morning. In faith, God, that often our hearts do not feel like worship. They don't feel like praise. They don't feel like adoration. But God Almighty, if we will only remember the goodness of the Lord. If we will only remember the mercies of the Lord. If we will only remember the thousands of ways that you have been kind to us and done good to us. God, our hearts will leap with joy. And there will be fountains pouring out praise and thanksgiving to the living God. Come and teach us, Lord, to worship you, to love you, to honor you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. And so this is a psalm of David. Amen. And I love the psalms of David because you know the psalms of David come from a real place. Amen. I praise God for people who are deep-thinking people, or philosophical people, or intellectual people, and, and they have good things to share with us, but often we feel like there is a vanity or a superficiality to their words because have you ever tried these things? Have you ever tested these things? Have you ever took these thoughts into the valleys of life, into the enemies of life, into the wars of life, and the sorrows and the griefs and the pains? And David is a man of full life experience. Amen? Everything that he did, he did big. He worshipped big. He prayed big. He was used of God big. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? But also, he had big trials. Amen? He had big suffering. He had big failures. He had big valleys. He had big seasons of darkness and trouble and chaos. And he took his faith with him into those big seasons. And God refined it and worked on it and changed his heart and worked in his heart. And the things that David is saying to us this morning, he says says to us from a place of experience. Amen? He says to us from a place of of personal experience. And this morning, he starts off this psalm speaking to himself. Amen? Speaking to himself. Listen to what he says in verse 1. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen? And the reason that he does this, and the reason that we see people doing this, is because they are introspective people. They are people who are conscious of themselves. They're conscientious. They're aware of their feelings and their thoughts. Some people are led about by their feelings, their emotions, their their mind, their imaginations without any self-awareness of what they're going through. And they feel sad and they don't know why they feel sad. They feel happy and they don't know why they feel happy. And so therefore they're very much controlled by the ups and downs of their own heart. And David is a man who has evaluated his own heart. He's looked at his own heart and he has a relationship with his self-awareness. And so David is saying to his own soul, he's preaching to his own soul. Amen? He says, I know the truth of God's word and I'm speaking that truth to my own heart. My heart may not feel like blessing anybody right now. My heart may not feel great gratitude. My heart may not feel joy. My heart may not feel excitement about the things of God, but I'm preaching to my own soul. Amen? Praise God. Man, if anybody need to preach to their own soul, it's y'all this morning. Amen? We're a little tired this morning, right? A little distracted this morning. And David says, I'm aware that my heart doesn't always feel like worshiping. Amen? Can I tell you this? I had somebody tell me one time, people must think that everything about my life is going well because of the way that I worship. And he said, I can tell you this, the harder that I worship, you can almost guarantee the more that I'm going through. Because I'm aware that I don't feel like worshiping. But my circumstances have not changed how worthy God is of my worship. So I'm going to preach to myself. I'm going to encourage myself. I'm going to tell myself, self, you ought to praise God right now. Amen. And so he says, I'm preaching to my own soul. Hey soul, bless the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh My soul, he's preaching to himself, he's encouraging himself to worship God, to give God honor and praise and thanksgiving. When he says to bless the Lord, we see that there are different kinds of blessing in the culture of that day. Typically, the biblical or the cultural relevant practice of that day, it says in Hebrews, is that the lesser is blessed of the greater. And that's the kind of thing where fathers are blessing sons or priests are blessing people in that sort of situation. But to bless someone in this sense is to say that you wish good for them. You're recognizing that they are wonderful, they are good, and you're saying, I love you and I hope good things happen for you or I hope that you are blessed. I'm praising you, I'm magnifying you, I'm blessing you. Amen? That's what it means. It means to wish good for that person, to wish that they would be praised or honored or magnified. And here, David says, I'm wishing for the goodness of of God. I'm wishing for the Lord to be honored and praised and magnified. I'm giving him the good desires of my heart. Amen? Does that make sense? To say, Lord, you are worthy of goodness. You are worthy of joy and thanksgiving and praise. And so we're giving that joy and that gratitude and that honor to the Lord out of our hearts. And so David says, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, all that is within me. All that is within me, bless his holy name. And I tell you what this is? This is the subduing of his emotions and feelings. Even if this morning everything's going wonderful for you and you feel happy and everybody else worship like snails this morning, but my heart was filled with joy and thanksgiving and praise and I'm grateful to God even if nobody else is even if that was in your heart this morning, can you say that everything in you feels like worship? Can you say that everything in you feels like praise? Can you say that everything in you is dignified and honorable and holy and subdued to the Lord and you're going, all of my desires and feelings and thoughts, all of it is submitted to God and loving Him? Or are some of our thoughts complaining? Are some of our feelings discouragement and weariness and broken and being overwhelmed to the point where we say, I don't feel very much like praise. And he says, not just this outward part of my heart that right now is in a good place, right? Like, praise God, everything's going wonderfully for me. And I'm going, praise God, I want to worship you. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. Because whether or not everything going on inside of me is good or not, he is still holy and worthy of my praise. Amen? Praise God. Do your circumstances change God? Does your weary heart change God? When you're frustrated, does that change God? When you're discouraged, when you're sick, when whatever's going on in your life, has God become less honorable? Then no matter what season that you're in, you can say, all that is within me. Bring it into submission to the glory of God and bless his holy name. Amen? This is the secret that Job learned. Amen? How many of us need to go back to Job chapter 1 and realize his children died, his livestock was taken, his body was filled with boils, and everything in his life fell apart, and it says, and Job fell down and worshiped. Did he worship because he felt worshipful? Did he suddenly feel like, this is a time to praise and thanksgiving to God. My heart is overbounded with joy. Or did he know what he said to his wife? Have we received goodness from the hand of the Lord? And should we not receive evil also? Should we not realize that whatever God allows in our life he has the right to do it, and in all seasons, he is worthy of praise. This is the discipline of faith. I'll never forget, it's about four years ago, five years ago, I got a phone call. My brother Cody, 25 years old, my mother called me and said, Your brother's in the heart attack in the emergency room. He had a massive heart attack. And they said that they are almost sure that he's going to die. 25 years old, been a diabetic since he was 11. All the insulin and things that he's had to take has done a, a, a bad thing to his body. And I'm thinking about my brother, and I don't know if he knows the Lord. I've talked to him, ministered to him, prayed for him. I just don't know where his heart is. And at 12 o'clock at night, I went into my driveway And begin to pace back and forth and worship and pray and seek the Lord. And while I'm praying and saying, God, have mercy. Give me the opportunity to tell him about you one more time. Lord, please let him know you. Lord, please don't take my brother. Please give me another chance to love him, to encourage him. Don't take him from this world. He's so young, God. Please don't take him. And all of a sudden, the Lord begin to give me a conviction in my heart. I felt helpless. There was nothing that I could do. And I remembered Job, fell down and worshiped. And I began to celebrate the Lord and say, Whatever you do, it is good. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Lord, you are worthy to be praised and thanked no matter what happens. And right there in my driveway, I'm pacing back and forth, shouting, praising God, thanking the Lord, waiting for somebody to call 911 and say, there's a crazy guy out there crying and thanking God at the same time. He's probably having a bipolar attack. Who knows what's going on with him? He's crazy. Go tase him, right? Right? But I'm just, all I can do is say, God is worthy of my praise, whether I feel it or not. And I begin to celebrate the goodness of God. And so David says, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And then he begins to say this. He says in verse 2, he begins to give these reasons that we should remember the Lord, that whether in high seasons or low seasons that it is God that gives us the high seasons of blessing and it is God who walks with us in the deep seasons of discouragement and suffering that will keep us and preserve us in the good times and in the bad. And he begins to remember the goodness of God. And he says, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. Of his benefits. Don't forget all that God does for you. Don't forget all the promises of the Lord. Don't forget that God promises to heal. God promises to encourage. God promises to renew you. God promises to walk with you. In the good times and in the bad times. Remember the promises of the Lord. Remember all the benefits of walking with Jesus. Verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquity. Amen. Come on this morning. Amen? At any time, it's a good time to remember that God is the one that forgives sins. Amen? At all times, it's good to remember that God's the one that forgives sins. If God has done nothing else for me, He forgave my sin, and that would be enough. And I would be indebted to Him forever and ever and ever. If He never did anything else for me for the rest of eternity, He took my rebellion and my sin upon Himself at the cross, and I am forever filled with gratitude that God did something about my sin that I couldn't do anything about. He says, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. It is the God of mercy, the God who died in your place through the cross that says, by His stripes we are healed. And whether or not it's in this life or with a miraculous healing or in the resurrection, Jesus Christ offers to me the promise of healing. Amen? And He says, verse 4, who redeems your life, from the pit. Amen? Does he say that you'll never go into the pit? Does he say that you'll never fall into dark places or that enemies won't cast you into dark places? Or does he say that God will be with you even in the dark place and God will bring you out? Amen? How many remember there were literally people in the word of God thrown into a pit? Joseph thrown into a pit. Jeremiah, the the guard said, the prison is too good for you. We're going to throw you in this old muddy well. There's no water left and it's just mud. And we're going to throw you down into it and you're going to suffer. And you're going to be punished for this long period of time. And yet God was with Jeremiah in the pit. God encouraged him. In the pit, in the darkness, in the loneliness, little did he know that God was at work putting Jeremiah on the hearts of people Jeremiah couldn't reach out to. Amen? Praise God. Y'all tired this morning? Amen? Can you remember that with me? Maybe you've never read that story, but Jeremiah's in the pit and as far as he knows, nobody likes him, right? Because who wants to invite Jeremiah to the party? Who wants to talk to Jeremiah? Everybody's going, here are plans and schemes we can do to avoid the judgment of God. And Jeremiah says, there's nothing you can do to avoid it. God's going to punish Israel for their sins. Well, we don't like you at the party. And during his whole life and ministry, only one person honored him. And it was a scribe who said, you're speaking the words of God and I want to record your words so that later generations can have them. And nobody else liked him. Nobody else cared about him. Nobody else even knew where he was. And while Jeremiah was in the pit... God put him on other people's heart that they would come and rescue him and save him out of that dark place. And I praise God that when I'm in situations that I can do nothing about, I can't manipulate, I can't make a way out, I can't connive, I can't try to make a better way, there is a God who remembers me. Amen? There is a God who's at work in my life, the God who redeems my life out from the pit, and he says, who crowns you with steadfast love and with mercy. Can I tell you what an image that he's giving here, that God not only wants to have steadfast love and mercy towards you, but he wants to give it to you in an honorable way that is crowning you with steadfast love and mercy. How would you view yourself if every morning you got up in the morning? And you looked in the mirror and you saw that you were rat nest of a hare, right? However it looks that you say, maybe it doesn't look too good in the mirror. But I look in that mirror and I see on my head crowns of steadfast love and mercy. That God says, my steadfast love and mercy will be so at work in your life, it will bring honor to you. Wait, the one who had iniquity to be forgiving? that I was dishonored by my own sin, yes, my goodness and mercy will crown you with honor. That God is at work in our life to elevate us as honorable in the sight of the world to say, look what I'm doing through their life. Amen? Look at how I'm at work in their life. Amen? Can I tell you, I can't tell you the amount of people that have testified, they've walked with God, they've served God, not perfectly, but in walking with God. People who have come to this church and said, people knew me before I was saved and they knew how I lived and they knew the things that I said and now they see me walking with Jesus and they say, you know, there's just something different about you. And they love to be around them and they love their witness and they say, if God can do this for you, I want Him to do it for me. Amen? God says, my steadfast love and mercy will crown you with honor this is what Jesus wants to do in our life and he says who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles do you know that every so often the eagles have to shed their feathers because they get old and grey and worn out and they get tired looking And they go through a season where they will find an empty place, a barren place, a safe place, and they will pull the feathers out of their body, their entire body. They'll pull all the feathers out. They're no longer able to fly. They are weak and small and worn out. And the other eagles, the younger eagles, will take some of the food that they collect and drop it off. To the old, worn out eagles, and they'll give it to them, and they eat and they rest, and their feathers begin to grow back, and all of a sudden they are this dark, vibrant black and white feathers that makes them look brand new and young again. And he says, You can't even tell the old ones from the young ones. God gives them a time where they're weary and tired. And he refreshes them and renews them so that you can't even tell what was worn out and what was the young and the new. And he says, you give me. What does he say? He says, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That God sees when your heart is getting weary and worn out. And tired, and you just have to get alone with Jesus. And maybe you can't even really talk to anybody else. And somebody's going to send you a text message or a phone call and just give you a little encouragement. It's little I'm praying for you. It's little I'm there for you. I care about what you're going through. Little, how can I serve you? And how can I wash your feet? And after a time of weariness and rest and just getting little nourishment here and there. He says, I'll begin to renew you and pour your strength out in you again. And he says, all of a sudden, you go, man, there were three eagles flying earlier. Where'd this brand new one come, bright and vibrant and strong? And he says, that's what's going to happen to your life, that you may get weary and discouraged and tired, but I will give you my goodness in a way that will renew your youth. That you'll be new in the Lord. You'll be refreshed in the Lord. You'll be able to go on. Can I tell you, I've gone through seasons that I didn't know how much it took out of me. And I had times where I just had to say, Lord, I feel like I'm not productive. I can't do anything. My heart is weary. I feel like I'm not praying the way that I should. Or reading the Bible that I should. I'm not ministering to people the way that I should. I feel like I'm not the encouragement to people that I used to be. But all I can do is get alone with the Lord and hide in the secret places of the Most High and wait for Him to give me new strength and new encouragement and new joy to where one day my youth will be renewed like the eagles. And I can tell you, I've seen the Lord renew my spirit and give me new joy. And I'm believing for the Lord to do that in you this morning. And so David says, bless the Lord. Amen? Bless the Lord who will renew your strength so that you can serve Him again. And I say to you this morning, can you remember the reasons why you praise the Lord? Can you remember to bless the Lord To preach to yourself, to encourage yourself, to say, bless the Lord, O my soul. To bring your emotions and feelings and submission to the greatness of God. And say, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Even that part of you that don't feel like it, all of it. Just give it to Jesus and bless his holy name. And bless him. Why? Don't forget all of his benefits. Remember that he forgives your iniquity, that he heals your diseases, that he redeems your life from the pit, that he crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, that he will satisfy you with good so that you can be renewed like the eagles. And so bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Can you stand this morning, Brother Renee, if you would come. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we magnify you. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, because you are worthy. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you, God, because you are worthy of our worship and our praise, whether we feel it or not, God, whether we're stirred in our emotions or whether we feel dead and empty and dry inside. Lord, with all that is within us, we want to bless Your holy name. We don't want to forget your benefits. We want to remember that you forgive our iniquity, that you heal our diseases, that you crown us with goodness and steadfast mercy. We want to remember that you renew us when we are weary and tired and empty. God Almighty, so that we can be new in the presence of the living God. And God, we want to bless you. We want to honor you. And thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. This morning we're just going to take a few minutes and we're just going to worship. Amen? And we're going to subdue our own hearts and we're going to say whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it, I'm going to bless the Lord. Amen? And so can I ask you this morning if you would raise your hands, if you would clap, if you would just say the name of Jesus, right? Whether you feel it or not. Amen? It's got nothing to do with feeling. I don't need to stir your emotions in faith this morning. If you believe that God is good, just lift your hands to the Lord and clap, and we're going to thank God, and we're going to praise Him this morning. We're going to magnify Him because He's worthy, because He's good, because we're not forgetting all of His benefits, and we're going to magnify the name of Jesus this morning. Amen? Praise God. Let's worship the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus.